Okay, this is Fidencio Marbella with the Melrose Park Public Library. Also present is Heidi Beasley with the Melrose Park Public Library. Today we will be speaking with Gabriel Markey of the U.S. Air Force. Um, this interview is being conducted for the Veterans History Project at the Library of Congress. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Gabe? Why don't you tell us uh, when and where you were born and a little bit about your family. Uh, I was born uh, here in Chicago, uh, lived in the suburb of Chicago, and then we moved to Elmwood Park. Um, my parents are from Italy. They're born and raised there, and they moved out here. And uh, I got a little sister who's 12, goes to school around here, born here. Okay. Where did you go to uh, high school? High school, I went to... Uh, Holy Cross in River Grove. Okay. Um, why did you decide to join the Air Force? Um, just got sick of being at home. Just wanted to <laughs> get up and leave. So figured to join the Air Force. Okay. How was your uh, parents' reaction to, to joining the uh, armed uh, services? Well, my mom flipped out, as probably <laughs> anyone else's would, but uh, she later accepted it. So. Okay. How did your uh, dad feel about it? He was a little uneasy about it, too, but uh, they both came to terms, so. Okay. So when is it that you joined the Air Force? Uh, I went in, it was January 4th of uh, 2006. Okay. Okay. So where did you first go for your training? Uh, basic training was in uh, Lackland Air Force Base in Texas, which was six and a half weeks. And then once got out of there... I stood at Lackland for a, uh, a class called uh, Enlisted Undergraduate Enlisted Aircrew Undergraduate Class, which is just a basic synopsis of just just aircrew stuff that okay. aircrews would sooner or later get to know about, get involved with. Okay. So th this would be like for crew members on like a larger aircraft, and just at, uh, it's pretty much basically anyone in a plane or helicopter that flies in either of them so okay. just a synopsis of an overview of just what aviation is like in the Air Force okay. what was uh, what was the first like when you landed at Lackland when you got there what was your first impression oh um, well we were all a little scared and nervous because we didn't know what to expect but okay. Is it like you see in the movies where you have these drill sergeants yelling at you when you get off? or They do for the first, you know, couple of weeks because... Weeks? <laughs> yeah, you know. And then once they get to know who they're, you know, training, they get... They calm down a bit, but for the first couple of weeks, yeah, they get what you see in the movies. Maybe not as hardcore as, like, the Marines or Army, but... Okay. So what was that training like? What did they have you do? So just calisthenics or a lot of it was uh, physical conditioning okay. um, and then just um, Air Force general Air Force knowledge like about, policies and procedures yeah like standards and things like that how to wear the uniform and okay. you know just how to transition from uh, civilian to military life and all the customs and standards that apply when you're talking to like other people and okay. how big a group did you have in training down there 
Uh, well, the group that I was with was probably about, it's about 50 some guys that I got to know, and then there was a few hundred that graduated with okay. us, but. Did you have like a whole graduation ceremony? Uh, yeah, they did for everyone that came in at the same date that graduated together, okay. and it was a huge ceremony. Did your family come down for that? Yeah, they came down. Okay. What was that like? Did they uh, enjoy uh, it? Yeah. I mean, it was San Antonio, and it was cold, but... Really? Yeah. What time of year was that? It was uh, mid-February. Okay. So, it was a little cold, but, yeah, we did what we could with our time that we had, so... Okay. So then after those, what, six and a half weeks, um, what happened next? Where did you um, go we moved... I moved... Uh, well, I stood in Texas. I just moved to a little annex that's... Uh, it's a smaller part of a uh, black one that's attached to it, and that's where I took that uh, enlisted air crew undergraduate class, and I think that was about less than about less than a month I was there okay. for that. Now, at what point did you start specializing or determining what you wanted to do in the Air Force? Mm. Have you reached that point yet? Or, or? Yeah, I mean, I, I got my career already, okay. and uh, I didn't get that until I got to... Uh, Albuquerque. That was my last part of the. That was like the last step of training before I moved to Florida, where uh, I would be stationed at. Okay. So we needed to pass the uh, uh, basic aerial gunner course, and that oh. chose. They taught you how to shoot. Uh, not <laughs> just more about like the, because uh, we could either be on helicopters or uh, AC-130, which is C-130 with uh, guns modded on the left side of the plane. Okay. So they just gave us a general overview of uh, the helicopters and the gunships. And then once we passed the final test there, we got to go to our designated aircraft. Did you get to pick which one? Uh, yes. Okay. Why did you pick the uh, AC-130? I just didn't want to be in a helicopter. <laughs> you want to be a little bit higher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then you end up in the, where in Florida? Uh, Hilbert Field, the base is Hilbert Field, Florida. It's um, in Fort Walton Beach. Uh, to the west is Pensacola. To the east is Panama City. So we're right in, right in the middle between them. Okay. And uh, right on the beach, so. Awesome. Can't complain. <laughs> How long were you there? I've been there since uh, August of 06. Okay. So... Is that where your unit is stationed? Yes. Okay. And what unit is that? Uh, it's the 16th uh, Special Operations Squadron, okay. part of the 1st Opera uh, Special Operations Wing. Okay. So after you were assigned to Florida, um, you had to transition overseas at some point? Um, well, I finished my, my training for the gunship okay. in Florida, and then, you know, it's pretty much where I stood because we're only at that base. Okay. And then um, after X amount of time being in the squadron and, you know, getting the hang of flying, you know, then then they send you out. Okay. What's the, the gunnery training like in Florida? Um, you get a couple of weeks of a class in a classroom environment, and they just talk to you about everything about the uh, the guns, which is a 40-millimeter um Four millimeter gun, which is an old World War II gun that they took off the boats, and then a uh, 
105 millimeter howitzer, which is uh, used by the Army in the field. So they just modded it to our plane. That's a pretty big gun to put on an airplane, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a little big, yeah. How do they handle that on on a plane? Isn't there a lot of recoil? Yeah, there's a lot of recoil, but um, they just fixed uh, these boards underneath the plane and to absorb all the shock and all the recoil. Okay. So you learn how to shoot both, both yes. weapons? Okay. Now the 40 millimeter, was that a Gatling gun or just a single barrel? It's a single barrel and clip fed. Oh, so uh, you, okay. four rounds of clip. Do you have to feed them in yourself? Yeah. It's right on. It's like right on top of the gun, so you just set them in, and just throw them in. Okay. Okay. Um, so, at what point did you go to uh, Afghanistan for your uh, your first um, tour? First tour was uh, we left the end of May of '07, and then we were there 90 days. We came back beginning of September. Okay. How long did it take you to get to Afghanistan from Florida? Um. About well, we made a few stops along the way, and then uh, overall travel was about a couple of days. Now, did you fly in the AC-130? No, or we take a, a contracted uh, airliner. Okay. Just picks us up right off the base and takes us. Okay. Where you met up with your airplane in yeah. Afghanistan? Yeah. Where in Afghanistan were you saying? Um, base is uh, Bagram. Okay. Now, what was your first impression when you stepped stepped off that plane in, uh, in Afghanistan? Uh, let's see. Well, it was, I believe it was nighttime. Couldn't really see the area, but it's just like I'm in Afghanistan now, so kind of freak yeah, you out <laughs> a little bit. Didn't know what to expect, and yeah, very dusty and mounds are everywhere. So. Okay. Um. And yeah, I mean, just took it as it came and eventually just grew on it. And well, I'm here for another 90 days, so got to put up with it. What were your uh, quarters like? Um, they had these uh, like wood huts built already from uh, the beginning of the war, I would believe. Um, eight rooms in each, pretty much. And uh, we had a little like living area where we had like a half a kitchen and got some TVs and Xboxes and PS2s and all that so all the necessities of life <laughs> yeah pretty much um they're not bad i mean for compared to what everybody else has to live right. in so it's not tents so. yeah no no tents um yeah i mean how is the food well the food they could probably work on but <laughs> it's not the best of food but it's you got to eat it because it's the only food oh, there. Yeah. So, so was that supplied by like the civilian contractors or were they Air uh, Force cooks or? They're they they are contractors. I don't know exactly who they are, but they look more like uh, people from like the local area, not necessarily Afghanistan, but from other countries around it, and they just cook our food for us. Okay. okay. So can you tell us anything about um, what missions are like in general? Um, from start to finish, or no? no. Okay, no, I can't. Okay, unfortunately. Okay. Um, did you have much contact with uh, Afghan civilians at all? Um, no. Uh, they they do work on base, but um, really don't talk to them. So. Okay. 
So when you weren't uh, in the air, uh, what would you do? Um, if we had nothing going on that day, we would all just stand around and you know watch movies or play video games or just you know they got a gym there, we go to the gym or just hang out and just wait for something or so do something to kill the time. But okay. so did you have any other responsibilities when you weren't flying? Um, no. We just sat around until something came up. So you would would you know ahead of time that you're going up, or we just pretty much on call? Uh, majority of the time is uh, on call, but sometimes we'll have something planned for the next day. And okay. um, how do you like flying in Afghanistan? Uh, it's is it any different from over here, just because of the mountains? A, it's a little bit different, not just because of the mountains, but because of what goes on and in there so the fact that you might get shot down over there and not here yeah um, that's just about the big change so okay. can you tell us a little bit about your, your crewmates what they're like um, and what their responsibilities are well on the plane there's uh, four gunners um, uh, let's see the pilots we got two of those um, well, we all know each other, you know, because, you know, we're only in one base, so we all know each other, and we all work in the same building, we all do the same thing. Okay. So you, you fly with the same crew on every mission? Yeah. So, I mean, even when we're not flying, we're all together, BS, and, you know, um, it's the perfect time to, like, get close with other people that, you know, you work with, and if you're new, you know, it's a good chance to throw your name out there, so, but, yeah. We just we're not doing anything. We always it's always the ease against the enlisted against the officers. We always playing them Halo, <laughs> so it's, it's it's just a way to bond. Who wins? <laughs> a lot of times it's the enlisted. <laughs> okay. So you did a 90 day tour in Afghanistan, and then uh, you came back to the states. Yes. Okay. Um, now, what did you do back in uh, Florida after you did your 90 days? Was there more training? Um, the training ended. Uh, well, I guess every flight can be considered training, but it's it's always the same profile when you go fly in Florida. Um, so it's I guess it's every flight can be considered training because you're always doing something. You know, you're always doing what your job is as a gunner. You know, you're always gonna be up there. You're always gonna go shoot. So, and when we're not shooting, there's that time to where you know we all if there's a malfunction on the gun. You know, we're the ones that cleared out, so we also do, like, malfunctions in the air. Okay. But, now, what's it like trying to reload these guns when you're flying around in Afghanistan at, at night, probably? Um, well, we don't have the lights on, okay. so part of the training uh, that we did in the beginning uh, to be a gunner on the gunship is we fly around in the dark and we put glow sticks just to know to where where we gotta, you know, put the rounds in and just a general, just light, put like a little bit of light around the guns just to know where everything's at, just so we don't like mess it up or anything, but it can get a little tricky, but especially being on oxygen the whole time. So, um, it does get a little tricky, but we get trained to do that, so you get used to it. Okay. 
So how long do the missions generally last? I mean, you're up in the air for a uh, long time? From, uh, yeah, the whole night. Wow. Okay. Uh, so the, these planes, are they pressurized? No. Wow. They're unpressurized. So, <laughs> how's the weather? <laughs> um, summer, it can get a little cool up there. Um, the winter is going to be way below freezing, way in the negatives up there. So you're yeah. bundled up and you're having to reload these guns at night. Yes. How hard is that? I haven't experienced the winter yet. Okay. But uh, when's their winter there? Is it the same as ours, or is it opposite? Uh, yeah, it's, it's the same. Okay. So January, February is their winter as well. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that, a little bit earlier since the elevation is a little higher, so okay. it gets colder earlier. But yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. Now, is it going to be winter on your next deployment? Yes. How can you prepare for something like that? Is it just a simple matter of training? I'm just going to bring a lot of cold weather gear to keep me warm. A lot of thermals. Okay. Now, you had, um, this will be your third tour coming up? Yes. Okay. Um, what was your second tour like? Did you go to the same place, Agram? Same place, yep. That was the uh, same time. Uh, I left the end of May for uh, uh, June and July, only 60 days now because they changed our rotations from 90 to 60. Okay. We'd be going more frequent, but it's not bad. But not as long. Right. Each one. Okay. Now, when you're in Afghanistan, are you able to have much contact with your family back home? Yeah, there's your friends. There's a lot of time, um, if, especially when we're not flying. Um, you know, there's plenty of time to always get on the Internet, send some emails out. Okay. Um, even after a flight uh, is like the perfect time to call back because it would be, you know, in the evening time around here to call. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of time. Okay. Do you ever ask your family to send you a care package? I know I don't have anything sent out yeah. there because I pack the least amount when I leave and I expect to return with the least amount <laughs> of anything that I would have stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> the least the better. I don't really, if they do send anything, it's just like candy and junk food that you really can't get out there, so. Okay. Now, do you think you're going to uh, stay in the Air Force for uh, for 20 plus? Uh, I'm not too sure about 20 yet, but uh, I got another three years on my enlistment. Um, I'll probably re-enlist, and then I'll just see what happens after there. Is it for like six years each? Or, uh, six or four. Okay. How do you like Air Force life in general? It's not that bad. I mean, the pay's good. Uh, benefits are great. Um, can't really complain about it. But I like it. I enjoy it. I met a lot of cool people. A lot of good friends. We all go out, hang out, you know, all the time. So, and the work environment's just really laid back. And yeah, I've heard that about the Air Force. <laughs> yeah, especially our squadron. It's really laid back in there. No one's ever over your shoulder watching you every move, you know. A lot of us young guys in there, we're actually, you know, we mess around with a lot of the older guys that are around there. and It's it's a good environment. What are your uh, officers like? They're actually not as stuck up as people might seem. They're... A lot of the officers are just as laid back as, you know, the enlisted are. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you might get one or two of the officers that you know. Like any organization, there'll yeah. be some bad ones and a lot of good ones. Yeah. There's a couple of those officers that you really don't like to be around or talk to or anything, but they're everywhere. But a lot of the officers, yeah, they're just relaxed and, you know, just as none of them are. Uh, none of them are uptight. They don't really act like officers. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now, what's your rank? Current rank in the uh, Air Force? Senior Airman, which okay. is a E4. Okay. Now, what else do you hope to do in the Air Force? Do you do you want to stay a gunner, or would you rather try um, different things? I'd like to stay for now. I um, really don't know what I would like to go into later. Um, this job's fine right now. I'm having a lot of fun doing it. So. Now, is the Air Force pretty flexible as far as if, if you want to change your uh, responsibilities? Uh, yes. as a They call it a first-term airman where you've only been in for either you're coming up on your enlistment and this is like your first enlistment. So you have the choice to where as a first-term airman you can cross-train into another career field. If you wait till your second one, you don't have that much leniency, but you're pretty much guaranteed to uh, uh, cross-train to a different career before you re-enlist for the first time. Okay. Okay. Um, have you learned any skills in the Air Force that you think would help you out in your civilian life down the road? Probably not so much as being a gunner. I mean, you get the whole, you know, you're in the military. The teamwork know, aspect. Right, and you get, you know, they look at, when people look at a resume and they see you've had military experience for X amount of years, yeah, that gives you the little extra boost above everybody else, but as a gunner career field, uh, <laughs> career opportunities are a little limited. <laughs> yeah, that's the only downside of the job, but. Right. But like you said, you have the flexibility down the road of, of changing if you, if you want to. Right. Okay. How do you feel about going back to Afghanistan over and over again? I mean, we hear stories in the news media all the time about veterans getting tired of being deployed all the time. But how do you like it? Um, I don't mind it so much. Um, you know, it's only 60 days. And, you know, with the type of squadron that we are, you know, we're always, we're always deploying. And... Uh, you know, sometimes staying in Florida, you know, you do want to get out of there and leave. So going overseas really was not that bad. It's not for a long time. You know, you have plenty of things to do out there. You get away from all the stress-related work back home. And, yeah, it's not – I don't mind it too much. I mean, guys that have been doing this for 15-plus years, yeah, they, they might have a little different to say, but it's not that bad. I don't mind it. Now, in future deployments, is it pretty much guaranteed it allows to be Afghanistan, or will you ever end up in Iraq or somewhere uh, else? Afghanistan. Afghanistan's it. Is it because they kind of specialize in different things? I mean, is your unit specifically trained for, like, the Afghan environment? Um, well, it, there's uh, two gunship squadrons. There's ours, and then there's another one, which is a newer model, and uh, they're the ones that go to Iraq. Okay. So... What's it like flying in an AC-130? 
What, uh, tell us about the airplane and what it's like. It's noisy, windy, it's cold, uh, depending on the time of year. Um, Because these are uh, they're propeller driven. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's a it's a fun plane to be in because there's 13 other people. Or, you know, 13 other people, 13 people all together in the plane. So there's always someone there to, you know, and there's always four gunners. So um, the plane, it's just yeah, it's just really loud. Um, it's a fun plane. I mean, it doesn't really go so fast, but. Um, yeah, I mean, whenever we shoot, it's fun, you know, around, uh, back in Florida, it's always fun, it's about the highlight of the whole flight, but. You always uh, fly at night in Afghanistan, or do you have daytime missions too? Uh, no, not in Afghanistan, just at night, and back home there's daytime and nighttime. Okay. Now, you mentioned about flying pretty much all night. Does that mean you have to get refueled in the air on another plane? We do. Okay. If, uh, What's that like, air-to-air -air refueling? It just looks awfully dangerous when you see it on TV. Um, Especially with I propellers. <laughs> I don't think it looks dangerous. Uh, really? It's just a little probe that comes to the top of the airplane, okay. right above the nose. From the tanker? Yeah. Okay, so the tanker flies above and ahead of you? Yes. And then you drop a probe down into your plane? Right. Okay. How long does that take to refuel your plane? Oh, it depends on the pilot. Um, so maybe 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And this is being done at night. Yes. <laughs> wow. I think it looks dangerous. <laughs> uh, it may look, okay. but uh, it doesn't yeah. ever feel dangerous. Yeah. I imagine you, know, you must have pretty good pilots then. So. Um, yeah, they're pretty decent. Yeah, okay. pretty good. Okay. Um, Okay, do you have anything else that you might want to share with us? Or, uh, yeah. No, I, okay. I got nothing. Okay, well, thank you very much for sharing your memories uh, with us, and uh, thanks for your time. No problem.